Hey, hey guys. guys. <laughs> What's going on with you? <sighs> I have a long day. It, it's it's getting longer. <laughs> yeah, and you Still have band going. practice, right? I have band practice, and I'm going to dinner with my family tonight afterwards. Oh my god. For my mom's birthday, so I can't like not go. Happy birthday, Tammy. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tampton. I really think, I think my parents listen to like the first two podcast episodes and then they never listen to it Same. ever again. Yeah, my parents don't give a shit about me. <laughs> I don't either. Just kidding. My parents love me. I love my parents. Yeah. But. Yeah. Anytime my yeah. dad listens, my dad occasionally listens and then he's like, you guys curse so much. And oh I'm my like, God. He okay. well, he, like well, he like thinks it's good, but he's like, you guys really like to curse. And I'm like. Just happens. Okay, okay. <laughs> like I get it. You're like actually, I, I don't want you to listen to it. Yeah. Just don't fucking just listen. Stop. To it. <laughs> Such a dad thing to do. Yeah. Anyway. Well, how are you doing? I'm fine. Good. I'm okay. I had class today. Okay. I went on a run. Someone on my run today was like, "Good job." As ah, I was running. You'll get that a lot. And I was like, "You'll get that." What? I was like, "Okay, thanks for the words of affirmation, but I'm not running a marathon." Yeah. Like, I used to get that all the time. Wait, did I tell you about that? It's weird. When I was at the gym, when I was in um, Pennsylvania with my family a few months ago, I was at the gym and I was I was just like running on the treadmill. Like, I, I don't know. I was just doing my so normal like workout. Basic human and this lady like came up to me and she was like, are you in the military? <laughs> oh, yeah, you did tell me that. One, okay, because I have a bald head. That's only for men. Do I look like a man in my tiny little shorts and my sports bra? No, woman. <laughs> I know I, I know it's confusing at times, but I did not look like a man in that, in that instance. <laughs> but then I was like, is this a compliment? Like... Was I like training really hard or something? And I was like, I don't know. I That's was just like, so this is a funny. really weird fucking thing to say to me. And I was like, no. And she was like, you should be. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be. Like, what do I say? Was she, to that? An, was she an old lady? No, she was like my mom's age, like middle aged. Weird. It was really because like with old people, old people will just say any comment to you. Oh and yeah, you're like, yeah. Okay. And that's kind of funny, but like yeah. when you're like middle aged, I'm like, you know better. Like think. So oh well, well, we didn't even say what it is today. We're talking about High School Musical and. Glee! <laughs> what have okay, we devolved I into? I don't what know. have we become? I like the way that we're going with our content now, though. You Me know? Too. It's, like, we get a little, it's a little bit more niche, but like we. And random. It's really random, but. And we, I think, think of we, it on the spot. We get the heart of more like social stuff now, you know? You're right about that. Yes! Well, give it to me. Okay, I'm gonna give you guys a brief. I, wish I didn't say that. <laughs> give, give it, it to me. me. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm sorry. A brief history of musicals. Music has been a part of um, dramatic presentations since ancient times and among various cultures, but I'm just going to focus on American musical theater for this, which emerged mainly during the 19th century. And it was traced back to a number of 19th century forms of entertainment, including the music hall, comic opera, burlesque, burlesque. vaudeville, Mm. variety shows and unfortunately the minstrel show yeah, yeah. but um these early entertainments blended the traditions of french ballet acrobatics and dramatic interludes so the first musical comedy came out in 1866 it premiered in new york and it was called the black crook oh god it sounds a little racist i'm not Wait, sure if it's it? racist oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't really I said, research oh god, it i just assumed that it was racist i did too but i didn't do it i didn't really look into it but yeah. that's the first i mean it's safe american to assume musical. that it was racist it probably was yeah <laughs> in some way yeah much of american popular music of the first decades of the 20th century was written by european immigrants so they've brought a form of operetta that was very like sentimental melodious which really established the tradition of what kind of music was going to be put in musicals. You know, like, like, you know, <laughs> sing, 
the yeah. rain. Yeah, you know, you think I'm of... singing in the rain. Oh my god, that's good, actually. This is my warm-up for band practice. <laughs> singing in the rain. Yeah, it's this podcast. <laughs> um, but that, you know, like, especially, like, the early half of the, like, the first half of the 20th century, very much that sound. That oh, kind yeah. of... Sound of music. Oh, yeah. It was all sort of yeah. similar, and that was really yeah. from European immigrants. That makes sense. Right, it does. Musical comedy really entered its golden era in the 20s and 30s with composers like George Gershwin and oh, Cole key. Porter writing compositions for musicals such as Funny Face and Porgy Anything and Goes. Yeah. So they slay for that. Um, the 1927 production of Showboat marked a turn for the Ooh. genre. It was the first musical to have like a cohesive plot and it used music as a tool to advance the narrative. It was the first one that really used music to move the narrative along. And then we, and then we get to Rent. And the whole thing is music. <laughs> yeah. And now it's to all describe just music. The yeah, to yeah, get a, no, the I don't like it when it's like that. That was confusing. But I need some regular speaking. Yeah, to ground it. I was like, it was next next song after yeah. next song after next song. It it, that, that's exhausting, I agree. Yeah, it's, I still like only vaguely know the plot. Of I, don't, I didn't understand the plot at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was really just there You're for like, vibes. AIDS. I was like, oh, AIDS and friendship and... Sexual. Sex. Sexual. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> um, musicals only grew throughout the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and with the advent of film, we started to see these iconic productions on stage and on screen. So we got Oklahoma, My Fair Lady, West Side Story. Oklahoma. Oh my god. Never what? saw that, actually. What the fuck were we listening to? Oh, we were listening to Sound of Music one time. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> A couple yeah. weeks ago, my manager played the Sound of Music s- soundtrack. Well, great. And it's my old old manager and he was dancing around and he was leaping around and we were like oh, what the fuck it was crazy i love that yeah he was really getting into it i, I sometimes will have moments like that where i'm like listening to like west side story or greece and i'm like you're, like snapping your I'm, finger I'm, yeah i'm like when you're ratchet you're ratchet <laughs> all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day you know i really get into it okay so musicals as they were known started to decline in the 60s but then they started to kind of divert to different genres of music like rock so think hair 1967 mm-hmm. or grease 1978 yeah. incorporating rock in different genres and today they continue to be popular you know we got wicked Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably the most recent, like, big one was Hamilton. For, to bring us to where we're gonna begin. Yes. In the mid-2000s, we received a wave of movies and TV shows that featured musical theater or, like, acapella groups in school settings. Yes, bitch. So, I'm gonna let you take the baton. Let's fucking go. Okay, most notably, what do you think of, like, high school and music? <laughs> Yeah. You think of... Okay, no. When you think... Like you were saying, you were talking about there like a resurgence of musicals and like all the... Like Pitch Perfect and Glee mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But it all leads back it to all... high school musical, yep. boy. So here we go. Yep. Okay. So High School Musical is, as we know... I mean, if you don't know fucking High School Musical, it was an early 2000s Disney original movie series um, with all three movies being directed by Kenny Ortega and written by Peter Baroshini. Stars Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Tisdale, Lucas Grable... Corbin Blue and others, um, but those are like the main, mm-hmm. the main guys, you know. Corbin Blue is our personal favorite. Oh my god, I had a huge crush on him when I was a kid. That was like my, that was like the first crush I could remember having. He's always like, "I'm not dancing to this. I'm not dancing <laughs> to this," and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, and he's like going so work, hard. Work. 
Look he's like going harder up. than anybody else there. <laughs> he's like the best dancer. Popping his pussy, yeah. Okay, so High School Musical, the first one premiered in 2006. It follows our, our star, Troy Bolton, and Gabriella, who plays who's played by Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, and Troy Bolton, we know. It's Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Um, they meet at a ski lodge on New Year's Eve where they're forced to sing karaoke together. <laughs> yeah, and it's like so... <laughs> It's, it's like really so funny. It's so strange. Like, because re- we rewatched them this week, yeah. and you know, they—I wouldn't say they hold up. Well, no, the dancing is amazing. The choreography, the choreography is, amazing. And I'll get is into incredible. That. I'll get into why, but I mean, it's still good. It's like it's, it's still good, good in a cheesy way. You it's, know, it's a Disney original movie. That's all you can it say. Is, but it's better than like any other Disney Channel movie. Okay, but sparks fly between the two characters, and then miraculously, Gabriella transfers to Troy's school in New Mexico. So convenient. So so convenient for them. And they kind of hit it off, and they both decide to go out for the school's musical, but it's kind of this, like, it divides the whole school because Gabriella is, like, the smart girl, and Troy is the star basketball player, and they they can't possibly be going out for the musical. It's it's anarchy. It's social suicide. It's social suicide. It's anarchy, you know? (laughs) So that's basically the whole premise of the entire series is, like, following your true identity and not caring about like the status quo and like mm-hmm. what's expected of you and all that kind of stuff very mm-hmm. high school narrative totally anyways so then high school musical 2 is released in 2007 they're getting these one after the next because they were popular the popularity after the first one was even more than they expected because it's very yeah. like i read some articles obviously and the whole team was kind of nervous about the project because it's really hard to do a musical like for tv like it's kind of hard to translate that some of the time Mm. especially like it's it's not like releasing a movie like sound of music or something like that that's like Mm -hmm. a longer production where it's just like this is an hour and a half disney channel thing and they're like it's really hard to like translate that yeah so anyways it was released in 2007 this one is the best one of the trilogy i think and it follows them the crew through their summer vacation and kind of deals with the same thing and now now the issue the moral dilemma is troy deciding if he wants to like stick around with his friends or climb the social ladder that'll help him get into like the college of his dream and help him get on the right path and get like his yeah because that's what he's like i'm gonna be a basketball legend and he's like five eight he's yeah he's like five eight and he's like (laughs) dancing around the golf course the third movie is released in 2008 again one after the next they're they're really going for it um i did not rewatch this one this week because i did not have time and it was in 2008 so i was like six but I remember watching it with my dad, like, on cable or whatever, when he was, like, he was, I think I was at home from school one day, and I was like, I want to watch High School Musical 3, and he was like, okay, and he put it on and, like, fell asleep to it, and I was just watching High School Musical. That's, like, a core memory of mine. Wow. So I have seen it, but not since I was probably, like, six or seven. I've never seen that one. Really? I don't even know what it's about. Well, here we go. We'll it's basically them in their senior year of high school, and now the identity crisis is less about, like, the cliques and all of that, and more about basically what being a senior in high school is about, and, like, worrying what, what's going to happen. Yeah, the future, yeah. and, like, what's going to happen with these relationships, and figuring out college, and what mm-hmm. am I going to do with my life? Pretty existential for, like, a movie targeted at teenagers, you know? Totally. But, in the end, here's here's what happens to our, our folks. Gabriella goes to Stanford. Troy goes to UC Berkeley to be close with Gabriella and do both theater and basketball. Kelsey both worlds. I know. You get the best of both worlds. Um, Kelsey and Ryan get Juilliard scholarships. Naturally. Which, what did Ryan play? Which is for 
voice, just his voice, singing? probably just for being gay. Because Kelsey flamboyant. was like na 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 na. She was on the keys. Yeah, right, right, right. She was writing. She was writing those fucking. Yeah, bops. she was a songwriter. She was really the. I think Ryan was just gay and cool. And I'll also slang. get into the gay part. Well, I have lots discuss. of I have lots to discuss about this movie. Um, Taylor goes to Yale. Huh? I don't. Understand. Wait, which one's Taylor? He's um Corbin Blue's girlfriend. Oh. Okay. I know. Whatever. Hmm. Um, but they're supposed to be the smart ones, like her and Gabriella, you know. So yeah. I guess, but it's like, just because you're smart doesn't mean you're going to Ivy League. They always did that in fucking high school shows. It's like mm-hmm. everyone's going to fucking Ivy League. Unrealistic nah. expectations there. Period. <laughs> and then Sharpay and Chad go to the University of Albuquerque for her for theater and him for basketball. basketball. So everyone, all their dreams are fulfilled. Oh, thank God. And then you never have to think about them again. They're never in their lives. They're off in their own. Now world. they would they'd be like middle aged and like with kids and yeah they'd be millennials. <sighs> That's the basic premise of the movies. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna just get into some fun facts about High School Musical. I yes. read some various articles. I read one Vox article and then I read a couple Variety articles. Um, so I'll just be referencing those a little bit, but that's where all this shit comes from. Um, okay, so the plot borrowed from both Romeo and Juliet and Grease. So that uh, was a huge inspiration. That makes sense. You can see the, the lineage of that. Oh, know, yeah. Because it's high school High school, high school musical. High school, that, Grease was the OG high school musical. The OG. And it yeah. still holds, well, it doesn't really hold up. It doesn't hold up, but the music holds up. Oh, yeah. The music Beauty bangs. school dropout. I love that. Go back to high school. school. I had a crush on Danny Zuko. I hate to admit that, but it's true. Okay, listen. It wasn't no. John Travolta. It was that character. It, it was Danny Zuko. He's the fucking worst. He's the worst. I know he's the worst, but I was a kid. He looks like John Travolta because he is John Travolta. Listen, it was he the swagger. Like Danny Zuko. It was the swagger. It was Danny the Riz. <laughs> yeah, he had Riz. Okay, listen. I can't, I couldn't control my attraction. <laughs> I mean, it's true. You you can't control who you're attracted to, and I'm really sorry for you. Okay, I'm not attracted my to prayers. John Travolta anymore. I promise you that. I don't. I'm swear I'm not the only one. Many people have been attracted to Danny Zuko, guys. Email us. Let me know. Were you attracted to Danny Zuko? I can't relate. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so um, the screenwriter, Peter Barocini, he said that he based the film off of... So he had, like, a young daughter at the time, or, like, daughters that were, like, in high school type age. Or, no, it was middle school to high school age, and he based a lot of the characters on his daughter and, like, her friends. But also, like I said, turned to Greece for like a lot of the plot boi- points and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they also pulled from Romeo and Juliet. And he was quoted saying, "We did what everyone does when you need an idea: you rip off Shakespeare," which is so true. <laughs> for most teen movies, it's yeah. all a rip. And most movies generally are just like a rip Shakespeare. Off Shakespeare. It's crazy. Everything goes back to Willie Shakes. Willie Shakes. <laughs> Willie Shakes is at the center of all. Bill Shakes. <laughs> Willie Shakespeare. But the backstory was also heavily inspired by his own upbringing as a, and when he went to an all boys school, all boys Catholic high school. Mm. Um, and he said, this is the screenwriter talking, he was saying that one of the star athletes confided in him a dark secret that he actually was a ballet dancer like on the side outside <laughs> of his sport. And that was like his true passion. And that like, he thought that that was like kind of a cool idea and he took that and like all these other influences and just ran with it and fucking wrote High School Musical. That's so funny. He's probably like, dude, I I have to come clean about something. I'm so sorry. I, I love I, ballet. It was a ballet dancer. <laughs> and it was like, they were like, yeah. no. But think about it. Back then, like, the that social structures in high school were very rigid. To- so, so like, true. now, not as much. I mean, yeah. still, but it was intense back then. It's like, just you were the, one thing. A ser- that was just, like, the, the the high school fucking ecosystem, man. It was. Yeah. Ugh, terrible. Ugh. Terrible. Okay, so now we're going to get into some of the choreography and why it absolutely slays. Yes. So, our boy, Kenny Ortega, who 
later worked on a bunch of other Disney Channel stuff. Like, he's a Disney Channel name. But one of his first, like, big movies he directed was Hocus Pocus. Uh. But he also did the choreography for Dirty Dancing. Oh, wow. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that whole, like, scene in New York, the early yeah. downtown Chicago, he did yeah. that. Um, and he also worked with Michael Jackson and Cher! Wow. For the choreography. So this man knows what he's fucking doing. That's crazy. And that's why these choreography... When we were watching it, we were, like, really enthralled with the choreography. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, another fun fact, which has been talked about before. I remember this was, like, a rumor, and I remember as a kid I heard it, and I was like, no way that, like, Zac Efron didn't sing his parts. Oh. I was like, what? But in the first movie, he didn't sing his part. The other Disney actor, Drew Seeley, who was in, um... Another Cinderella story was Selena Gomez. He mm. played, like, the love interest. Mm. He tried out for the... Or auditioned for the role of Troy, but didn't get it because they liked um, Zac Efron's, like, look better, which... Agreed. But he... His vocals were better, so he uh, recorded all the vocals, and then Zac Efron just, like, mouthed them. He just, like, dubbed no them. No way. Yeah. Um, but he was, like, really set on, like, training for his vocals, so then the, in the, both the sequels, he sang his own parts. But okay, the first one, so he did bet on it. He was like, it. I'm gonna, he bet on it! He bet on it, good. <laughs> he bet on it, dude. Okay, and he, and, like, and he really bet on it. Like, he, he really did. He bet his life he on bet it. His, he bet his fucking life <laughs> he on bet it. He bet his Zach Efron, and I'm gonna get into it, but he's been the same person since he was, like, this age. Like, he is a devoted actor. He's devoted to his craft. Nothing but respect for a man who's devoted to his craft. <laughs> During the time of, like, High School Musical 2, there was, um, American Idol was super popular. That was, like, the time of mm, American Idol. Yep. Listen to our competition, our reality TV episode. Listen to that. Because we talk about that a little bit. Yeah. But that was, like, the time, and a lot of people think that that kind of, like, brought a lot of people into this idea of, like, having music and singing as, like, integrated into TV and entertainment mm-hmm. more than they were used to. Yeah. Not just, like, in movies, but also TV shows and, like, TV or movies. Yeah. Um, and the popularity of High School Musical actually inspired a lot of other movies, like Hairspray, which Zac Efron was in. Oh. With John Travolta. Um, Enchanted, another Disney movie. Oh, so good. Um, and Sweeney Todd. All so right. it was all kind of from that vein. Like like you said, there was tons that were coming out, out around the time. Oh, yeah. uh, Les Mis, Into the Woods, West Side Story remakes, all that shit. It was just coming out the woodwork. It woodward. was popping. It's because High School Musical was so fucking popular, mm-hmm. especially the young kids who were like the main target audience and the majority of like consumers. Yeah. So I'm sure there's probably a rise in kids participating in musical show choirs and things like that. Probably. That's how it was with Glee. Oh my God, I bet. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I didn't even look into that. Yeah. Um... But it also most definitely influenced Glee and movies like mm. Pitch Perfect, which yes. came like way later. So it like still was going on. It was right. like a huge thing. And this was a quote from the Vox article that I read. It said, these were all works whose popularity derived in part from their fans being in on the joke and how uncool it is to like musicals and singing groups, thus ironically making it okay for musicals and singing groups to become cool again. Yeah. Which is true because it was like, even High School Musical like kind of knew it was like making fun of itself. Like it knew what it was doing. Yeah. Like it wasn't like Kenny Ortega was like, this is like most important piece of like art like he knew what he was doing and the audience it was for but these kids were like oh like this is kind of fun and like everyone's just joking around but it's okay that i like it now it's, it's like, like cool. it's cool to like singing and dancing <laughs> if troy bolton likes it then i can like yeah it. <laughs> if, if little hottie zach efron likes it then i can then like I can. it too um um so another fun fact lucas grabel he played ryan and he remembers asking ortega if Ryan was gay and, like, how he was going to play that character and if they were going to, like, talk about it or not because everyone fucking knew. Uh, oh, it was, it was glaringly obvious. It was glaringly obvious. And even to him when he was, like, reading the script, he's like, this man gay? It was flaring. <laughs> and Ortega, who is openly gay, never oh. wanted to, like, explicitly mention Ryan's sexual orientation probably because early 2000s Disney yep. 
you know, whatever. Um, but he said he wanted a gay character and knew that he had to be careful about it. Mm. And he was quoted saying, I never shared that part of myself in high school. The times were different. I told Lucas it won't be something Ryan acts on in high school. I didn't want him to be a stereotype. And then he said, without having to, to say he's gay, um, I've had so many young kids reach out to me to thank me for giving us Ryan Evans. Oh, Which is, like, really sweet because he's, like, gay himself and he's, like... Aww. From his own experience. And he knew how to direct. Is, is <laughs> he knew how gay. to direct that character. He knew how to direct that gay energy. <laughs> um, and on that note, too, the cast remembers um, Ortega, like, kind of giving them a lot of lenience and permission to put their own influence into the characters. So the, like, quirky little shirts that Corbin Blue wears, you know, <gasps> the ones, he, yeah. like, picked them out himself, and, like, they just, like, found these shirts and, or, like, had him come up with ideas for, like, what would the jokes on the shirts would be, and a lot of the lines are improvised as well. Like, the funny one-liners are just, like, improvised. Wow. So they just kind of were able to do that. So it seems like a really fun time. As I was reading this, I was like, damn, and all the cast members, like, talk really fondly of the time about being in High School Musical. And it really launched a lot of their careers, too. It did. So that gets me to my next part where I'm going to talk a bit about Zac Efron. Okay. And he said, I read this article from Variety by Daniel Diodario just from this last year talking about, it's called Zac Efron Wrestles With His Legacy, how the high school musical alum finally found his purpose with Iron Claw. Mm. So it's like this whole, it all is coming full circle. Oh my God. Perfect timing. Yeah. So it talks about how he was, well, there's like a video aspect of it too. And he was talking about how he just like really enjoyed being part of High School Musical and he looks back at it as like one of the best times of his life of like filming those movies and he just talks so earnestly and about Aww. it and it's just like so nice. But yeah, reading this article kind of just shows that like Zac Efron really did have this like tenacity. He had this like He was drive. dedicated to his craft. He was dedicated to his craft. <laughs> well, he always had this like drive to really like do well, because I feel like he's in the, like, he was kind of, like, a joke for a while. Like, he was in High School Musical, and he was just in all these, like, 17 again, and, like, in all these kind of, like, dumb movies, you could say. Mm-hmm. But the way he talks about his career is, like, he's still proud of, like, all the work that he did, and he's like, I was just having a good time. Like, I had a good time, and, like, I learned from each role that I did. But, yeah, this is a quote from him in this article, and he says, My goal is to make everything the best it can possibly be in any genre, Efron says. But a big part that clicked early on was that it's been a priority to never do the same thing twice to the point where it's uncomfortable to have to learn a new skill set or transform or be vulnerable. Mm. So it's like, even though he's in like these movies that are like kind of dumb, it's like he had to try out comedy. He had to try out different acting styles. He had to do music and dancing and all this kind of stuff. And he was, yeah. it all led him to the iron the claw. The iron bitch. claw. Um, and like his outlook and like just the way he is as a person. In this article, there was, well, Jeremy Allen White and Harris Dickinson were talking about like how they, how Zach Efron just impacted them while being on set. And Harris Dickinson, um, he plays David Von Erich in Iron Claw. He said, quote, he was quoted, as a teen contemplating a career in the British military, Efron showed him. Oh, this is a quote from that. Efron showed him that a life in the arts was possible. I was battling between understanding my interest in theater and being in the Marines. And there is this machismo, and I remember seeing High School Musical, and it's this incredibly cheesy and vulnerable thing, but I remember thinking, oh, if Troy Bolton can do it, then I can. And so that's basically, like, it inspired him, and then he was in this movie with that's him later on. Crazy. But isn't that crazy? That's I so read that, meta. and I was like, what the fuck? Because he's, like, he's, like, a good amount younger, but, like, still would grow up watching High School Musical. Like, that was his era. Yeah. And then he was struggling with that same thing, and then now was in this movie with Zac Efron. That's so cool. It's crazy. Wow. And then another sweet thing that Jeremy Allen White said in this article was that, getting into this, talking about the movie, he said, I wondered if there would be this quiet competition between us men mimicking the relationship between these brothers. Um, But Zac would push us to do better scenes 
do push us to do better scene work and was a cheerleader in a way that I didn't really expect. He was consistently patting us on the back and picking us up. Oh, which is like so sweet. He just seems like a great guy to work with and like so humble. What a great character. He I is. know. Yeah, and he like I said, he just talks really fondly about the whole experience of High School Musical. Like, even though I think for a while he was really trying to distance himself from that, mm. he doesn't look at it in like a stuck up way. He's like, I need to get away from that. Like, oh, yeah. I can't believe I did that role or whatever. He's like. No, I'm, like, happy I did that. got me where I am today. It made him famous. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> constantly trying to just do better and different work, you know. And look at him now. <laughs> I know. Amazing. He's slaying the day away. He really is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's that. But then I was thinking about High School Musical. Well, we can talk about this at the end, but I was thinking about just generally, like, why... Because you kind of talked about, like, musicals are always been popular and, like, people... That makes sense, like, why people are interested in that, whatever, whatever. But, like, the interest in high school is just, like, a genre. Like, it's, like, a genre of movies, of, like, high school movies. Yeah, and you're why, right. like, Americans are so interested in that. That's it's also weird. something I was thinking about a lot while doing this research. Like, wait, I was, like... It makes sense. Like, I was in middle school... Or I was, like, elementary and middle school, like, watching High School Musical. And it makes sense because it's, like, something you're looking ahead to be. And, like, it's exciting. And, like, that was the target audience of High School Musical. But, like, why are, like... Like, like, there's movies like Clueless and, like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's Greens. so much and high like, school-related there's media. There's so much high school-related media. And it's like, why are Americans fucking obsessed with that? I don't know either. It's there's so a romanticization weird. of high school for some reason, which you don't see as much with college, even. Like, there's not yeah. as much uh, media about college, which I feel like most people have a way better time in college than in high school. Well, and people talk about that, of, like, yeah. college being, like, the best time of your life, but then... We're still stuck on this like idea of high school. That's a great I that's a great question, you And I and I did like look into it a little bit, but there wasn't like a whole lot of like scholarly articles on it, which I feel like there would be. Like someone has to write a dissertation on this or something. There like, really is something about like the American like the archetypal American high school mm-hmm. that is really like lauded in pop culture. Yeah, I think it's kind of tied in with like the hero's journey kind of and like also the American dream of like the self made yeah. man and like that kind of goes with high school too, because like People are really obsessed with that, like, um, like coming of age genre. Ex- well, yeah. And that's entirely in high school. Like, there's a lot of that self discovery and like self actualization that happens in high school. I was so I think it's just say. a natural setting for that. Yeah. And also, it's like pulls at your heartstrings a little bit because like you've already lived that. Like, if you're an adult or if you're a kid, you're like mm-hmm. yearning for that. So yeah. it kind of applies to everyone. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, which is really strange. And also, I think it is kind of kind of like, okay, well, we need to market thinking about capitalism it's like we need to market to teenagers because they're going to be the ones going to see these movies Mm -hmm. buying the merchandise like they are the main market of like consumers so for sure it's like it's a vulnerable group to target yeah Yeah. exactly and they're going to be spending money on useless shit and like going out to movies and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so Hmm, that's interesting yeah so all that said it's high school musical I'm going to talk about Glee. (laughs) I'm excited. I've never seen an episode of Glee. That's actually so crazy. Okay, so here's my theory that I want to begin with. Because I wasn't really like a... Like, I loved High School Musical, but... Because it was like... It wasn't uncool to like High School Musical, you know? Yeah. Like, there was times where it was kind of uncool to like Glee. But like, not as much. Yes, totally. I was just like not a musical I'm still like not super into musicals like I have the ones I like, but I'm just like not really into that. I'm not either, but my theory is that if you watch Glee growing up, you were either a theater kid or gay. Or gay, yeah. Or both. 
So anyway, I was a theater kid. <laughs> Julia's coming out is not gay, everyone. But a theater in kid. In case we haven't spoken about it, Julia's not gay. I am, in fact, <laughs> she's the very latter. straight. But I was a theater kid, yeah, and yeah. I'm very theatrical, and Glee shaped that for me. So, wow. yeah, I'm going to dive in. It's a shit show. It's crazy. It, yeah, oh, there, yeah it, it, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much to talk about with Glee. Okay, okay let's fucking go. Let's get I'm in. ready. Glee is an American musical comedy drama series that aired on Fox from 2009 to 2015 for a total of six seasons. It was created by Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Ian Brennan. And Ian Brennan conceived Glee based on his own experience as a member of the Prospect High School show choir in Mount Prospect, Illinois. So Glee is set in a fictional high school called William McKinley High in Lima, Ohio. And so small town Midwest vibe, you know. And it centers on the New Directions, a Glee club at the school, which competes at show choir competitions while also dealing with coming of age, you know, high school issues regarding sexuality, race, family, relationships and teamwork and just general teenage drama and coming of age things just like high school musical but much darker yeah but like a lot more serious well because they talk yeah yeah yeah. because they're talking about like right it's definitely ugly class and like yeah yeah. well it's i think it's also like marketed for a little bit older of an audience yeah definitely for sure um so i was i watched this video called it's a youtube video called here's what we missed on glee by mike the snare and it was really interesting and he said at its core glee is about sad people looking for something greater which I was like, that is so true. That's fucked up. <laughs> no, well, it's this, true. That is what high schoolers are, though. Sad people looking for something greater. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. Um, okay, so because it's an ensemble cast, there are tons of notable characters, but here's some of the, the top dogs, if you will. We have... <laughs> top doggies. The top doggies. Matthew Morrison <laughs> as Glee Club teacher Will Schuster, who is the weirdest fucking guy ever. <laughs> such a weirdo he spied on a student taking a shower in order to recruit him for for, for glee that's how he found finn hudson finn hudson was taking a shower and singing and in in like the football locker room will schuster hears it mr shu is like what's going on he walks in he's looking at his ass naked and he's like you need to join glee club boy among other crimes (laughs) and i'll get into him among other crimes his character has not held up mr shu is crazy Anyway, <laughs> switching gears, the best character in this entire show is Jane Lynch as Sue Sylvester. Oh my Sylvester. gosh, yeah, I have seen lots of, like, she's Sue Sylvester the best character. and stuff. Yeah. Yes, so she's the head coach of the cheerleading team, who is also, like, trying to systematically sabotage the Glee Club, and she's just the funniest character, and just amazing. Love her. <laughs> Love. Um, Leah Michelle as Rachel Berry, who is competing for with Matthew Morrison for worst character on the show because she's <laughs> she's this un- insufferable stuck up theater kid. Is she like, the one I can't read? Leah Michelle. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean. Um, and then we have Corey Monteith as Finn Hudson who's kind of like a dumb but sweet quarterback. Um, Ryan Murphy has said that he actually never saw a high school musical film and because Glee has been compared to that, he said that his his interest lay in creating a postmodern musical rather than doing a show where people burst into song. Okay. Which it is a show where people burst into song. Even but. if you haven't seen High School Musical, if you were a- alive during, mm-hmm. you know, from like 2006 to 2015, honestly, because it still had popularity, and then they did the High School Musical the live. musical reboot, and mm-hmm. they did the live one. They ha- Like, mm-hmm. he knew about it. He worked in entertainment. Like, of course he fucking knew. So he yeah. was, like, 
he had to have been inspired, like, even subconsciously. I think, I think so, too. But, yeah. but it definitely wasn't, like... It is different from High School Musical in a lot of ways, but definitely yeah, yeah. that was a, a huge influence. But I hate when sure. people like don't just like name their influences. Like even if you weren't yeah. like weren't trying to go exactly for High School Musical, like you have to note it as like an yeah. influence because it was in some roundabout way. Musicals, High School, literally. Anyway, um, Mercy, what? <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> Murphy. Murphy also tried to maintain a balance between including show tunes and chart hits of the time, which explains some very dated covers like Gangnam Style and What Does the Fox Say? So I want to die. There's some I dated, never... dated hits in there, but there's also some ones that like, like when, um, Rihanna's Umbrella just came out, they did that. And when, um, what's it called? We Are Young by Fun. I know you hate fun, but when they, they popularized <sighs> that song, they actually popularized We Are Young by Fun because that came out during that time and people wow. weren't really aware of it. And then Glee was like, Yes. And then Fun ended their careers right then and there. <laughs> they said, um, one album, okay, well, goodbye. <laughs> we can't have Glee doing this shit again. <laughs> also, somebody that I used to know. Oh, that was, was popular That was like a cultural phenomenon. And that's a great song. I, I love that. I can't listen to it anymore. Really? It plagued my brain for years and years and years. It was but it's good. Everywhere you turn. Gautier. Gautier. <laughs> Talk about one who wonders. Gautier. <laughs> he, he dropped one song and disappeared from the what? face of the earth. Yeah. It was Glee. They fucking did that to him. Okay. <laughs> You're going in with too much critical bias right now. You need to open your heart and your mind to Glee. I'm sorry. Okay? I, I'm, like, kind of curious. I kind of want to watch it now. Like, I want to watch Let's watch episodes. it. It's like, so... I, what if we rewatch Glee? I'm so down because I actually... <laughs> okay, I'd rather watch Glee than Hairspray. I'm not I agree because I want to... I just want to see your reaction to Glee. Okay, I need okay, to, I need to finish reacts. this. Okay, you what need if to see we record it? us, me reacting quickly, <gasps> and then we post it on our so Patreon funny. as a bonus? Um, they also have episodes dedicated to, like, mashups or just one artist. So they have one episode that's, like, de- dedicated to Michael Jackson, and they all do Michael Jackson songs. Cool. So you learn, I learned a lot of different types of music from Glee. I will say that. That's a benefit. Like, I, there's so many songs I'm, like, heard Glee. that in Glee. <laughs> <laughs> And the music of Glee became a huge success, too. By the end of the second season, the Glee class had landed 156 songs on the Billboard Top 100, beating Elvis's record for most songs placed on the Hot 100. Oh, my God. Which has since been beat by Drake, but... (laughs) Our king, Drake. (laughs) Um, Weirdly enough. That's the motto. But isn't that crazy? The Glee cast beat Elvis's record. That is insane. They probably covered an Elvis song too. Totally. That yeah. just shows how it was a it was a huge phenomenon. Wow. Um, just it's so funny that, that it's since been beat by Drake. <laughs> so not God's plan. they don't know that anymore. But <laughs> God's plan. <laughs> As I said, the show was an instant success. Just the pilot averaged nine point sixty two million viewers. What the fuck? It's because they like previewed it like before. I forgot what it was, but they previewed it somehow before, and then people were like going gaga. They were like, "Oh my god, that looks so good!" And then like nine million people <laughs> tuned in. So this was huge. It, I know it, it was, was huge. huge, and it quickly became Fox's hit show, a pop culture phenomenon, gaining a diehard online community. It also won an array of Emmys, Golden Globes, and Satellite Awards oh through its run. God. I used to tune in every week, shoddy like. <laughs> I was a viewer. I was a viewer. Like every, I remember like cable. Like every week, like Tuesday night, we were like, let's sit down and watch Glee. Like, did you watch it with your family? Mm-hmm, much with my family. Oh my god. And then the next day, Zach and I would be like at school, and we'd be like, oh my god, did any of y'all see that episode of Glee last night? We'd be like, that shit was crazy, and we'd like talk about it with our friends. Did people 
also talk to you about Glee? Like, people were in? Um, some people, and then one time there was this asshole guy who was like, I can't believe you guys watch Glee. And we were like, fuck you. <laughs> the cast went on a worldwide tour called Glee Live, which I own the CD of. Still? For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a gift. Anyway, there was a concert video based on it, and the show continues to live on in pop culture, mainly because it's gained sort of a cursed reputation, as I'll get into, and just for being, like, insane. You really should watch it, because it's so (laughs) insane. It's batshit crazy. I'll only watch it with you. Like, I'm not going to watch it on my own. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, we should watch it together. Yeah. It'd be so funny. (laughs) We'll we'll post a bonus. I think you're going to be really cringed out. Oh, yeah, totally. But that's part of the that's part of its charm. Oh god. It's not even it's not any worse than how high school musical is. Well, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> it is worse. Okay, let me first before I before I dive into the the glee, the cursed glee lore, I want to talk about some of the positive aspects of the show. Okay. Okay, as I said earlier, due to the popularity of the show, there was an increase in high schoolers participating in music and show choir clubs. It really fueled the theater kids of the time. <laughs> um, the theater kids got too powerful during that time. Like they, they did. Yeah. Then once we went into high school, it was like, you bitches need to calm down. Yeah, you yeah, calm you're right. The fuck down. Yeah, you're right. It yeah. was like too much, too so, much. So there's also too that. much validation for the theater kids. Yeah, their egos got way too big. You're, you're so right. Yeah. Um, there was even a reality competition show called The Glee Project, where contestants would compete for a role on Glee, and m- many won and were in the show. In, including the show's first openly transgender character. Oh, wow. So that's cool. Wow. But yeah, that just shows how people were like dying to get on this show. Glee! Glee! <laughs> Let me in! Let me in! Let me on Glee! <laughs> this is a good thing about it. The show was very diverse and representative for its time. It included representation of disabled people, people of color, LGBTQ people, um, everybody, and a lot. <laughs> and... For the time, it was a big deal. And they also, like, were... Those characters were well-developed and play key roles. They weren't just, like, side, side characters. characters they, yeah. they were developed. And honestly, the writing, like, it can be very cheesy and dramatic, but it's pretty self-aware. It's like High School Musical yeah. in a way. It's self-aware. Like they they're doing. And it's witty. It actually... There are funny episodes. Like, Sue Sylvester is actually hilarious. Yeah. The main thesis behind Glee, and this is a, a positive thesis i'd say is that anyone and this is kind of like high school musical anyone from any background is welcome and valid in glee club and there's nothing wrong with being in glee yeah it's not there's nothing wrong with singing your heart wrong with singing and dancing that's like the crux of this whole episode is like there's nothing let us sing and dance and there's nothing wrong with that let them sing okay let them sing let these fuckers sing yeah yes okay let's get into the cursed glee lore this is where it's getting crazy so the golden era of glee is seasons one through three but you start to see the cracks in three and then once the main characters leave for college in four it's literally a shit show don't watch it Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't okay, watch it beyond. I don't. I don't watch it beyond three. That's when I stopped. Okay. So there's also just a lot of ridiculous little inconsistencies, like how the club is always like battling for fund funding. They're always like oh, football and cheerleading gets all the funding. Like we have nothing, but they have a full band that can play any song on <laughs> command, and they have the most insane stage decorations and effects. Like, You're like we. What? You have to suspend You're disbelief. Like, what is their What does their football team look like if this is what the Glee Club, who's un, un, underfunded, looks exactly. like? Exactly. You, you have to suspend some disbelief. I mean, always. There's a lot of inappropriate relationships that do not fly oh no <laughs> like don't even get i'm as i already mentioned mr shoe <laughs> this is probably his worst crime i would say well no i don't know him looking at finn showering is pretty bad but 
there was a whole episode in like the later seasons about twerking and he danced with twerking teenagers to blurred lines oh my god yeah, and that's just one example of his crimes. Like, <laughs> many crimes were committed by Mr. Schuster. So anyway, and he's not even the only one. Like, oh there's a God. lot of inappropriate things going on between, like, teachers and students that are like, this is not okay. Oh, my <laughs> God. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. It's Ryan Murphy's sick fucking brain. It, yeah. So as I kind of mentioned earlier, the show is lauded for being diverse and progressive, but over time, like, the queer characters start to boil down to being pretty stereotypical and also non-white characters are usually are, do end up being pushed to the sidelines while rachel the worst fucking character but the light the writers clearly like suck her dick is always the most successful even Why though they suck even though everybody sucks. hates her they try to humble her but she always gets what she wants and like people who like mercedes who's a great character and is has a fucking better voice than rachel is like delicated to the side like <laughs> it's getting heated in here dude julia can't stand it Rachel is the worst character on TV. Like, everybody hates her. Okay, now this is some tea. So, you probably know this. A lot of the cast members have recently come out saying that Leah Michelle, who plays Rachel... Can't read. (laughs) No. (laughs) Is just like Rachel Berry. She's stuck up, self-centered, rude. Allegedly, she used to call extras on Glee cockroaches. Damn. So she wasn't even acting. She's not even a good actress because she wasn't acting. She was just being herself. Yeah. (laughs) Among other crimes. Okay, now I'm going to talk about this... There was this three-part docu-series on HBO that came out recently called The Price of Glee, which is a terrible documentary. It's terrible, unfortunately. Yeah, they really could have done better because none of the cast members even participated. Mm. It was not very good. I know it's not going to be good. Like, come on, guys. We need the dirt. If you're going to do a whole documentary, you need the fucking dirt. You need the dirt. But but there were still some interesting revelations about why people think the show is cursed. So let me get into that. First of all, the cast had grueling work schedules. Like, after the success of season one... They went right on to the Glee Live tour, and then their days would include hours of dance and vocal rehearsal, time in the recording studio, recording songs for the show, in addition to filming. Oh my god. So they were just exhausted. This is reminding me of the One Direction episode. Period. It's like a work to the fucking... I know. Yeah. The the, The dark side. Yeah. They were just like... This is the dark side. Work to death. Get ready. Um, In the summer between seasons four and five, Corey Monteith, who played Finn Hudson overdosed and was found dead in his hotel room which was really a huge blow to the show the production was only halted for two weeks so like really not that long they should have stopped it there because Corey was really like the heart of the show in a lot of ways Mm. and was just really integral to the show and give the cast time to grieve like that was probably their friend exactly what the fuck two weeks i know no exactly that the, the the documentary talks about that but it only gets worse so in 2015 mark sailing who played the bad boy rebel character puck was accused of both sexual battery and later possessing child pornography oh yeah you told me about that and he died of suicide in 2018 before he could be sentenced so that's really disturbing because you you look back at it now and you're like ooh. Um, wait which character was that his name's puck puckerman I'll point him out to you when we're watching. And it only gets worse. In 2020, this is really sad. In 2022, Naya Rivera, who played Slay Queen Santana Lopez, great character, she tragically drowned while on a boat trip with her baby son, which is just sad and horrible because she drowned. She, 
I the general I think the people are still kind of wondering about it. Mm. It was an accident, but I think she he there was like some deep currents or something and I guess maybe he fell in and so she was saving her son put yeah. put him back on the boat but for some reason like the waves were too deep or she was tired or something and she couldn't get herself back on the boat and oh. she drowned and her son lived though her son lived yeah oh my god it's really tragic and she uh, was a the power great... of like maternal instinct for real I know it's crazy I know it's really sad because so she sad. was a great actress too and was great on the show so mm. And there were also several behind-the-scenes deaths among the crew, which continues to fuel the rumors that this show is cursed. Like, yeah. there's so many weird things connected to it. Um, it's like Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, overall, there were many issues with this show. It really has not aged well. It's a product of its time. <laughs> yeah, it's, It yeah. could never be recreated. It's a period piece. People it's are going to go back and be like, wow. <laughs> They're going to be studying Even now. this. <laughs> Even yeah. now. They're going to be studying this in the textbooks. There's going to be like a little blurb in the, in the textbooks about Glee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like I a think, whole social study. Yeah. I mean, I also think there's like this era of musicals being popular mm-hmm. uh, in like school settings is something very like it wouldn't really work now in the same way. I mean, yeah. you still see like, it with... Wait, it's been done. It's been, it's been done. done. I mean, it's... did you just see they just made a movie out of Mean Girls? A musical out of Mean Girls, which I was going to talk about that. Weird. I was going to talk about that. And I it's funny because everyone's like trashing the main girl because she can't sing. Like she mm. she really is bad. Like I was watching like a video or like a TikTok or something and it was comparing her voice to I think probably like Renee Rapp who right. actually is a good vocalist and it was like, who fucking casted this? It's yeah. so bad. Because so I can't think of many musicals that have come out recently. Like, I've, this era in, like, the 2000s and 2010s, it was crazy. And now I think people are kind of over that. And Mean Girls, like, might be the resurgence of it. But I don't know if people... I think it's I more just making Renee Rapp more of a star than yeah. actually bringing back the genre. Exactly. Know? I think the genre is... It's had its time. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's overdone a little bit. move on. But Glee, to this day, despite its crimes, is still <laughs> culturally relevant. People be talking about this, and it had a large impact on pop culture. So Glee is just crime-filled High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, High School Musical with crimes. With also, this really formed my opinion of high school, and my experience mm. was nowhere near that's this. That's what High School Musical did for me. Yeah. like as a kid, I was always like, yeah, that's high school. And it's like, no, no, But no, also, no. That, that and like John Hughes movies, of course. Totally. And then I got to high school, and I was like... This is not 16 Candles. <laughs> like, seriously. Not though. at like, all. I think people talk about that, but I, like, genuinely, ha- like, thought, like, that's all I saw of it. And then I got to high school, and I was like, yep. what the fuck? Same. Hated it. Yeah. Same. Um, and, yeah, as you talked about, the Pitch Perfect, I feel like, was kind of the last, was the, like, thing that came after this. That was the nail this. in the motherfucking coffin. I, that was the nail in the coffin, I think. <laughs> that was the nail in the coffin. Because and not that it's bad. It, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's for its time. It's like for its time, and it moved. It, it moved on to college, and I still like to go back and watch that for shits and gigs. But it's the same thing yeah, as watching Glee. <laughs> I did last year. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> it's the same thing as watching Glee. Yeah. Same kind of feelings, although maybe not as cursed and, and um, fucked up, c- criminal. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's where. And now here we are with Mean Girls. With mean I girls. guess like yeah. I feel like that's the only really recent one. But yeah, that's this true. is just an interesting era of time to study. No, it really is, and just it, it really did like the music. Musical genre really was plaguing this plaguing. time. Because now, like, the most recent musical I can think of is La La Land, and that's very different style of musical. And it's for an older audience, obviously. But yeah. it's like, there's not really a lot of musicals anymore. And not in, like, a high school setting either. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, there's still high school movies, definitely. Right. But it's things have changed. Now we have Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> things are darker now, guys. Things are scary, guys. Okay. The world 
cursed. Do you want to do a fuck Mary kill? Sure. Minus High School Musical, Glee, and Pitch Perfect. Killing Pitch Perfect. Okay. Or maybe I'll kill Glee because I don't know it. Not yet. You don't. <laughs> I wanna. I wanna fuck Mary. High School Musical. I don't. I really Mary? don't. I don't like Pitch Perfect that much. I guess if mm. I had to, I I would. Because I don't know Glee at all, and I would not fuck it because it's <laughs> yeah and, and weird. <laughs> but I would maybe fuck Pitch Perfect, and then because it's the most mature. <laughs> It sort of. Yeah. <laughs> They're in sure. college. Yeah. And then I would marry High School Musical, obviously Kill Glee. Okay. Okay, fuck Mary Kill, High School Musical songs. Um, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to do your favorite ones. Um, Damn you. What is it? I Don't Dance? Yeah. I can't, whatever it's called. Um, I Can't Dance. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's I Don't Dance. I Don't Dance? Yeah. That's just the name I of it? I Don't Dance. I say you can't. Yep. Look oh, um, it. Get Your Head in the Game. <gasps> don't tell me that on it. And bet on it. <laughs> Come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm fucking marrying all of those. <laughs> none of our, none will be killed. Okay, let me spice it up. None. No, will be those are the best ones though. Those are the best ones. I can't kill. No, them I really like. I like the kitchen one too. I'm killing you that. Gotta work, work. Yeah. Work things out because the choreography is sick. And yeah, I'm and like, you can do the choreography. Yeah. As I saw firsthand. I'm not killing any of those. I love them all. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's in your own way. We like we sort of just like stopped coming to a consensus with Fuck Mary Kill. We're just kind of like I haven't been coming up with them. At all. That's like, okay. I don't you write yours down? I like literally don't have them. That's okay. I we really don't come to a consensus. It's just funny to have a little bit like hey hey what do we think of this? Yeah, yeah. I think that was fun to like go back and that examine that just era of. High school musicals. Like, that was... Period. That was fun. I like that. It really was a phenomenon. It was a phenomenon. And High School Musical walked so the Glee could run. Uh, and then... And so yes. Pitch Perfect could sprint. Could sprint. High could School Musical walked so Glee could run so Pitch Perfect could sprint. <laughs> okay. All well, right. hope you enjoyed this, guys. Yes. We'll see you next week for another episode. Yeah. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Oh, make sure, follow the Instagram, follow the TikTok, and email us with any fun things, questions, comments concerns <laughs> i guess they're gonna be like i don't like the way you did this yeah we'll take feedback we'll take you any know, some feedback criticism. is welcome honestly True. don't yeah. be mean though don't call us ugly yeah don't be you mean. can't see us so yeah haha <laughs> so period <laughs> even us. if we are you wouldn't know you wouldn't know just kidding follow the instagram they, they you'll know. Know. yeah they yeah. Know. <laughs> damn it okay bye okay, guys bye.